0: a Big Spark Studios original.
1: Well, 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 we meet again. Hey, everybody. What is up? Welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Now, before we get into it, I just want to say, or no, I guess remind you to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes we put those up on youtube.com slash chris at the same time of the same day of the week that was a long-winded way of saying thursday at 1 p.m pacific time but um and also be sure to rate and review it and i just want to say a huge thank you for all the love on the escaping the mormon church featuring heather gay episode that is so exciting i just got a thing from her team that Before the interview posted, she was at, like, number 800 overall, and now she's at, like, 481, and I don't know. It's just cool to have a lot of you guys not even know who she was and just be so into it, and the people who obviously love her or know of her to be so into it as well. Thank you for the people who gave me feedback that I'm a big interrupter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know why I let those comments, like surpass all the others and oh my god I read reviews for my podcast and it was like during when like I moved to Delaware and was like massively depressed and people were like all Chris does is complain all Chris does is this isn't a therapy session get a therapist and I'm like girls it's first of all called unhinged like what part of that do you not understand and two it's still my life like someone is like he's sad about He feels alone about a situation he threw himself into. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, go fuck off. Like, oh my god. Anyways. So go fill uh, the reviews with... (laughs) This is psychotic. Um, Now, this episode is going to be a lot about grief and loss and death and... I love that. So if you're looking for like a happy time to work, this might not be the one, but if you're looking for like a real conversation about something that we all go through and will have to go through in life, then Take a seat. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the circle. Um, now, before we get into the episode, I want to focus y'all's attention to down below in the description of this episode. Um, I'm going to have some links uh, to a few of my Nana's favorite places that she like donating and supporting and uh, volunteering with, as well as resources for the aftermath of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Over like 30,000 people, I think I last read, have died and That number, I think, is still growing, but it's just, it's really sad. So I want to point you guys down below, even if you have a little bit, just, uh, you know, pass it on to people who need it. I think it's just always something important to remember. But the reason for the season of this episode is because a week ago, yesterday, my Nana passed away and someone is delivering a package to me. Hi, you can just leave it. Yeah, thank you. Thank, yeah, sign. Per, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, it's my fucking FedEx guy who always stops at my house, and now he has seen me recording. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Put me down, speaking of. Um, but yeah, a week ago from yesterday on February, what even day was that? I was... 9th? Uh, was the 9th? I don't know. Mm-hmm. February 9th, maybe. My... Nana passed away and she was like one of the most important people in my life. And it's just like, obviously we all know that death is the one thing we all have to fucking do um, in life. But it is just so, there's just so many, I've obviously had a lot of, I've been to a lot of funerals, Um, but my Nana was like, I don't know. It's just so complicated. Sorry. I'm really scatterbrained, Um, but yeah. So last week she passed away the day before. So she passed on a Thursday on Wednesday. I was in New York. I was leaving New York and I stopped in New Jersey where she lives. And she lived near like her siblings. So she had two sisters and a brother And they were my great aunts, but they honestly felt like additional grandparents to me. So they all kind of lived in the same area. They've all passed since. So she was kind of like the last one in New Jersey. And so I stopped in New Jersey to see her in the hospital. And she, like, so she started, she was in the hospital starting at the end of October. And she had like a heart issue, recovered from that, went to rehab. And then broke her leg and went back to the hospital. And then that was, like, ultimately the final thing. But she was one of those people that, like, she would visit me in New York. And I would have to, like, put in extra energy to, like, keep up walking with her. Because she was so, I mean, like, literally, she was so much sharper than me. She's so much faster than me. I mean, like, she wasn't, like, one of those, like, declining people. So... When she went to the hospital, it was obviously like hard for her because she was like, I wanna be out of here, I wanna be like living my life. But she was still with it until like around December. And that's when I feel like it just really changed. And that was almost hard because I I mean, I always kept the hope of like, oh, she's gonna do it. She's gonna get out of here. Like, this bitch is invincible. Um and when I went to visit her. She was just so different than I ever even thought my Nana could be. Just appearances, abilities, like, it was just really hard to comprehend. And I just, obviously, again, I know that everybody dies, but I never actually thought that she would die. Like, I genuinely thought she was, like, the bionic woman. Like, I just never thought that that, was even a possibility. So um, we went to the hospital, my mom, I met my cousin, one of my cousins, one of my uncles and my mom. Um, And only two of us were allowed in a time. And oh my God, I was wearing this like huge fucking Rick Owens puffer jacket that I wore in the Grammys roast. And it's a big fucking jacket. My mom was like, oh, take your jacket off because you'll have to put on like a, like a, what is that? Like an apron kind of like with sleeves and, Scrubs? Yes, like kind of, but like plastic, like big, like soup kitchen vibes. Um, and so I had to like put that on over my jaw. Jo- it was just like I was sweating. I couldn't tell where the tears stopped and the sweating started. Um, but we went in and she was just so out of it. And my mom was just like, we were all just, I mean, I was crying the whole fucking time, like before I even got into the hospital. Um, and we go in and it's just, it's hard to see someone like that, that never even showed signs of that. Um, and you know, I like talked to her, I held her hand and I got to like, I don't know, it felt nice to have with someone so important. She was like one of my buddies, you know, like we would call each other all the time. We would write letters to each other we would buy each other like gifts when we thought of the, other. like, I don't know. It was just one of those. It was one of those relationships that just was such a cornerstone of my life. Like even when I was younger, we would go up to New Jersey for a week of the summer and spend time with my Nana and Gramps and they would take a school shopping and do all of that. So like they were just such cornerstones of my life. And to see her so declined was tough. And it didn't feel like she recognized me. And then my mom was like, hey, mom, what's my name? And she was like, Angela. Like, I mean, she wasn't really talking, but she was like, Angela. And then she was like, and what's his name? And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be brutal. This is going to be brutal because she will not know who I am. And I hear, Chris, but like, who's? Like a grunt with an S at the end. And honestly, i am you got to take what you can fucking get. And I just to have her with hindsight now in her final day recognize me even in her state was just the greatest blessing. And like I said, the next morning I woke up uh like nine something to my mom calling and saying that she passed. And it was it's so death is such a mind fuck because on one hand you're like grieving this physical loss Of, I mean it's just that's the hard part is like how do you understand that someone will never physically be back like that to me is so hard to like understand and but then on the other hand I just felt so lucky and that like I really mattered so much to her because it felt like she waited for me before she like moved on and just to be solidified, like, to have our bond be so solidified like that, just, oh, my God, I really didn't think I was going to cry. <laughs> um, it just, it, like, means the world to me. Like, I'll, it's so hard to be sad about it because, like, like, she waited for me to say goodbye and <sighs> I feel like I got to tell her everything and. I I, I told her I was like please just go like you deserve to be in peace and like to feel like free of this but it's it's just it's such a mindfuck because it's like you want to do everything in your power to keep them around but then at that point it's like their quality of life would be nothing and so oh god I don't even know how I'm talking I'm just like trying to talk to stop crying (laughs) um so it it was such a mind fuck when I got the news because everyone's like, "Oh, lean into your emotions." And I'm a firm believer of that, but I'm not going to sit around and make myself really cry or, you know, like when I feel them, I'm obviously going to lean into it and um feel it because I think letting it out is so much healthier in the long run than holding it in. But <clears throat> um I mean th- that our little goodbye definitely made this so much easier. And again, I just feel so lucky to not only have known her, but to be so close to her. Just oh god, it's it's just weird. And then it was kind of funny. I uh, had an Acne Studios Fashion Week event that night and I was at a fitting the morning before in New York, before I visited my grandma in New Jersey. And, um, so I was like, okay, I already have the clothes that they were dressing me in. Like, I'm going to commit to, I've already committed to this. Like I'm going to go and do this. Like, it could be a good distraction. Turns out literally just cried most of the night. Um, but, uh, I was driving up to New York, and one of her... (laughs) Oh, God, you're going to really learn how dysfunctional my family is. One of our big things we loved doing with my Nana was going to Friendly's. (laughs) And her favorite ice cream flavor was Friendly's Peppermint Stick Ice Cream. And as I was driving up to New York, there are so many billboards along the New Jersey Turnpike. And I look up, and one of them is Friendly's Peppermint Stick Ice Cream. and That's beautiful. I just... It just, like, was that thing I needed to, like, remember. I know a lot of people don't believe in signs and stuff, but I don't... I mean, like, yeah, it's just a coincidence. Like, if she was still alive, like, would I would have had that big of an impact? Maybe not. But shut up, bitch. We're all coping in our own ways. Um, it just was so comforting because I was like, okay, she's still here. It's just different. And then on top of it, it's such a mind fuck because... I mean, literally take a fucking hit every time I say fuck. I've said it like 60 times today. Um, but it's also weird because now that chapter of New Jersey is like closed in my life. And I know people are like, well, what loss is that? New Jersey. Blah, blah. But like, I love New Jersey. I think it's beautiful. And it was the backdrop for a lot of my childhood, spending time with my Nana and Gramps and Aunt Mare in bed and Uncle Joe. Like they've all since passed but like that to me is I don't know I just think about all the times of like when's the next time I'm gonna go to that deli and get a sloppy joe or just it's so fucking stupid but that's the shit that like made me that's the shit that like I grew up on and that's a huge piece of who I am obviously oh my god ew I just literally spit onto the mic that was repulsive um It's just it's so hard to understand any of this, and
2: I mean I think you can go back and 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 honor honor them and certainly celebrate.
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely something my mom and I and brothers and I have talked about. Is oh my god, we're gonna have to like go up uh, to the deli and. get get ourselves a sloppy joe every like year or something as like a pilgrimage or something. It's just weird. Like, like even when I was visiting her on the last day, I was like, I stopped at her house to like meet my mom and my uncle and cousin or whatever. And I had Booker with me and just... Nana had met Booger once before and I had no idea she was like deathly afraid of dogs. Um, So I felt kind of bad about that. But just seeing Booger in my Nana's house and how, like, I just, a place that was such a, even the smell inside just immediately brings you comfort and stuff. And so just... Also, like the material losses, which obviously don't even come close to comparing, but just all of the things that you associate with this person is just also gone. And it's it's just hard for me to fucking comprehend that. It's just that. It's just hard for me to comprehend that. So it's just, it's been, I don't know. And it's also weird because I've experienced loss like this and... I was close to so many of, like, my gramps and my Aunt Marin bed and Uncle Joe. But there was something about my Nana that uh, it's just hitting so much different. And, again, I don't know if it's because she is the last of that group. And it is kind of marking the end of a major era of my life. But there's just something about this that's been so... Like, indescribably brutal. Um, (laughs) At her viewing, I obviously was in Delaware the night before, so I drove up that morning um, and left early. And I had, like, my suit and everything, but I was wearing just, like, a white button-up shirt and dress pants and then, like, slippers in the car, so that way I could change in the parking lot, like, throw on the jacket, the tie, and the shoes. And I have, like, a cut on my thumb where like whenever I press against it the nail goes right into the cut so it keeps reopening so it's like I was in the parking lot and I was feeling fine going up there I was like Chris you've got this you've already done like the whole drive I left the hospital after I visited her we got dinner and then I left to come back home because I just like had to come home and take care of some stuff but the whole car ride back like the whole two and a half hours I just was like violently scream sobbing and like the next day I was on and off crying a lot and so I just felt by this point that like I had done a lot of the morning and even before I went to visit her my mom had said like she is not going to survive February so I mean the even when she was in the hospital I was very hopeful like okay what can we do like I'm a very once we're in like a a crunch. It's like, I will figure out any solution, any, anything. And so a lot of my thought process just up until like January, mid January was, okay, what can we do? And then, so I kind of had a few weeks to kind of prepare. So when I was driving up, I was just like, okay, like I feel pretty good. Like I'm always the one like sobbing at funerals because I just, To me, it's just so insane how someone so close to you can just be permanently gone. Um, And so when we got, when I got to the thing, it started like hitting me, like as I was driving up to the funeral home through um, the town in New Jersey that it was in. And I had been, it was right next door, it was the town next to my nana's. Um, So I'd been there before. And so I was just driving through and, You know, it just started, like, hitting. Like, I felt this insane wave of emotions. And I park, and I'm, like, okay, trying to get, like, the top top button buttoned. And I'm starting, I'm obviously, like, crying at this point, because I'm, like, outside the funeral home in the parking lot. And I'm trying to get my top button buttoned. And I am sobbing. My thumb is bleeding. And I am just going fuck this just like out loud in the parking lot like straight up ugly grieving i can it took me like 10 minutes to get this stupid fucking button through my shirt and i mean it really like i was just like god i would love the security footage from this parking lot just comedically that is so fucking funny but yeah i don't know it's just such a wild a wild like process human process that we all have to go through. I feel very lucky that I have had so much support over the last week. Um, Jake and my agent and uh, my YouTube manager and just so many people have sent things and my friends and everybody has been so good about reaching out and checking on me and checking on my mom. Like I just, I've, it adds to the level of mind fuckery of it all because you are surrounded by so much love and you just like, that's I feel like these moments show who people are the the best because no one needs to go out of their way. No one needs to do X, Y, and Z, but I don't know. It's just, it's been really hard. And, but at the same time, really like comforting and nice. And I don't know. I just, I, we had, not we had to record an episode, but obviously recording an episode, I, I just, there's nothing else I can fucking fake my way through talking about. Like, it's not that I'm, like, yeah, I'm sad, but it's, I'm just like honestly tired, like the exhaustion that comes from dealing with all of this. And I'm like, I'm not numb to the point where I like, I'm like, I don't feel anything. It's just that, like, I, yeah, I guess I feel nothing. I, th- I think you feel nothing and you feel everything as well. So it's kind of a little bit of Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm like, not, it's not like that, because I've felt numbness before and it's not like I'm like shutting out the world or like anything. It's just that I'm like so, like, blah about it. I'm very blase about everything. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, she lived to be 91, so it, that's another aspect that is so hard to be sad about that really she had, I mean, I never saw her sick. I never even heard of her sick. <laughs> like, like she had, She we, yeah, just, she was important to all of her grandkids and I just, she had such a fucking bomb life that it's hard to be sad, but. Oh, it's just,
2: whew. You two had such a beautiful bond. Is there some, you know, maybe some memories you can share with us, some things that stand out in terms of how much love and, and joy you share together, things of, of that nature?
1: Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite stories, um, <laughs> when I was young, so yeah, like I said, every summer for a week in the summer, my two brothers and I would go up to my nana and gramps and they would essentially watch us for the week and we'd go swimming at like our great aunts at my great aunt's pool, her sister. Um, They lived like 10 minutes away. So we go to their pool. My gramps was a member of like a gym. So they had a pool and we would go swimming in the mornings with him and meet all of his friends. And they would take a school shopping at a place that was called drug fair. It's not, I don't think around anymore. Um, so we would just spend a week with them, like doing whatever. And we were, I think back to school shopping. We were shopping for something. I don't know if it was like for mom's birthday or I'm trying to think, but cause it it wasn't Christmas. I, in my memory, wanted to say Christmas shopping, but it was in the summer. So that doesn't make sense. But while we were up there, obviously they love to like spoil us and that's what grandparents do. And oh my God, that light isn't working. Anyway, um, they would spoil us and she was like, Chris, go get some, we were in target and she was like, Chris, go find something to like, treat yourself with. And I was like, I couldn't find anything. Like, it's okay. She's like, no, we're not leaving until you get something. And so I'm like, okay. So I found this Polaroid camera that I still have. I was like, oh my God, this, this is cool. Like, I mean, I was like eight. I didn't understand the concept of literally looking at a price tag when you pick something up, like anything. So I literally didn't think about like how much it was, how anything. And my Nana was like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. My mom found out that she bought me a Polaroid camera. And I remember hearing my mom screw. I remember hearing my mom through the phone in my Nana's ear being like, why would you buy him a Polaroid camera? (laughs) And I really think it was like one of those things that really drove my creativity to what it is now. Like it was like the catalyst of like, whoa, this is so cool. You take a picture and it comes right out. What other cameras are there and all of that. But that was definitely a running joke in the family for to this day. Um, Another one, she loved like the Mr. Softy trucks in New York, like Mr. Softy only, like no other ice cream truck. And so whenever she, she would always uh, come in on some, uh, a few Sundays throughout the year when I lived in New York. Um, just, like, in the winter and stuff, she didn't really, because it's with the ice and snow. Um, but she would come in for brunch, and after brunch, we would go walk around, and we'd look for a Mr. Softie's truck around Midtown. And there were never any. They were always, like, by Union Square and, like, Soho and shit. And so she, <laughs> she went up to a different one. She's like, okay, Chris, this will have to do. She she goes, why aren't you guys Mr. (laughs) Softy? I'm like, Nana. (laughs) Like, it's just so, like, she just had such a fucking, she was funny, like, 100% where my mom got her comedic abilities, which gave me mine. Like, she is, she was so goddamn funny like and obviously she was joke like she wasn't actually like going karen mode like why are you guys mister softy but she was like come on now like just gave giving them a hard t- like she was so funny like that um yeah and i mean just calling her was such a nice thing to be able to do um like anytime she would call she was, like, the one person I would literally, like, walk out of a meeting. I would, like, stop a conversation. I would, whatever, whenever she called, I would, like, answer. Obviously, there were times when I was, like, on an airplane or, like, just literally not able to pick up the phone. And I just, that's honestly a hard part is just that constant, like, communication. Of, like, hey, what are you up to? Oh, like we would just open up to each other. We'd both cry on the phone to each other, like, yeah. Just miss her, you know. Mm. It's such a weird fucking such a weird thing.
2: Mm. Those are beautiful memories. And
1: you know, it's interesting you became a photography major in college. I know. I wrote about the Polaroid camera in my college essay. I was, like, my mom was so mad, but I swear that was the thing that, like, really... Because I had, like, a little dumb film point-and-shoot that had, like, 101 Dalmatians on it. And I would take pictures of, like, my action figures and my Barbies and, like, my stuffed animals and random objects around the house. I would take a lot of selfies. Holy shit, I loved a selfie. Um, And, like, selfies weren't even a thing when, what, like, 1998? Like, Oh, my God, I took so many, like, just blurry-ass close-up. But I really feel that the Polaroid really kind of pushed that interest level to a whole new level. Um, So, yeah. I felt like this was an appropriate episode. You know, unhinged doesn't just mean it's crazy and antic-filled. It's real life and never going to sugarcoat it, never going to skip over it or... Anything I I love this podcast for that aspect of I just got to talk about whatever and I know that other people are going through it because it's the human experience. Um, so sorry if this is a little bit of a downer for some of y'all. <laughs> people are like, no, 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 Chris, I wanted your podcast to escape thinking about so and so dying. <laughs> Now, before we carry on with the rest of the episode, I want to thank one of the sponsors, which is Dadgrass. And let me tell you, Dadgrass, you have been my BFF this fucking week. (laughs) Have you ever been just too damn high? We've all been there. With today's weed, sometimes it's a dangerous game, which is why Dadgrass is reviving the pleasure of the casual smoke so you can chill out without the stress. If you don't know, Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Dadgrass also has CBD gummies made with the same high-quality hemp. They're easy to dose, and the effects come on smooth, chill without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, but not a whole bottle. And of course, all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the US. And right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com unhinged. Go to dadgrass.com unhinged for 20% off your first order. Again, that's dadgrass.com unhinged. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support the podcast, and I love Dadgrass. I want to thank one more sponsor of today's episode, which is Way... Most of us have dealt with dandruff at some point of our lives. In fact, one in five of your friends is flaky. Fun fact, my little brother is flaky. Just his scalp, he's like actually very good at showing up. Now, flake-free is the way to be in 2023 with Waze New Anti-Dandruff Shampoo. And speaking of, with Waze New Anti-Dandruff Shampoo, you can do more than drugstore with gentle shampoo that takes the rough out of dandruff. It is formulated with their Cape Town fragrance with notes of ginger and spearmint, so your hair smells as good as it feels. And there is also salicylic acid in it, that will gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps while keeping your hair clean and soft. After 28 days, 100% of participants agree they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and irritated. I've loved Whey products for so long. I literally love it so much that I use their dog shampoo to wash my dog so she also smells like it. (laughs) Listen, their products have like the best scents, okay? And they're really good. Another thing I love about Whey is that it just feels like they're providing products that yeah. you want, not telling you what you need. Like there, It doesn't ever feel like they're pointing out things that you should be doing. It's just like, hey, you need a solid anti-dandruff shampoo? Here you go. I don't know. I just love Way, and I think you will too. And how convenient could that be? Because when you go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code UNHINGED, you will get 15% off your entire purchase. That is T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code unhinged do more than drugstore with the new anti-dandruff shampoo from way thank you so much way for supporting the podcast and keeping me as beautiful as i possibly can (laughs) i love y'all love your products and uh yeah let's get back to the episode now i posted on my instagram story um to call in to unhinged at 310-844-6459 to see if any of you guys had any advice opinions etc um about death loss etc um and you guys can always call into 310-844-6459 feel free to save it in your phone anytime you're like drunk or just want to call in and even if it's not on topic if it's funny enough honestly sam will probably pick it sam is not here by the way today she's feeling a little under the weather she's still with us um Not, like, dead, but, like, I just... Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyways, let's hear the first...
3: Hi, Chris. It's (laughs) Miley and I'm just so sorry about your loss. Hi, Miley. I understand your grief and I understand what you're missing right now, but all I can tell you is just hold on to anything you have, because I still keep a voicemail of my great-grandma telling me happy birthday, and it's been seven years since she passed, so I can understand holding on to that. But at the same time, you have to Remember that you will live on and your life will become hers in a way. You will remember her and you will tell your children about her and they will tell their children about her and it will just be a cycle. And that's how we keep it. this planet's the not going to be here along. that long. So thank you. I love you so much, Christine. Have a good day.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for that. That really means a lot. And it's so weird because. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to say this without it sounding like it's gonna sound, but um when I like for me, there's something comforting about posting to the internet things. It just feels like kind of detaching it from yourself and putting it into like a tangible black hole and so I obviously posted um on my Instagram about it of just like a picture of my nana and I holding hands, a voicemail, and a picture of us and like this sounds so fucking stupid, and I'm like so self aware. But like that post got like over a hundred thousand likes, which like never happens for me. And like there were so many comments of just wow, like people sharing stories like this. And it I'm never one to be like, you guys helped so much. Like, ah, like but, 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 but like to to feel that much love and support and just there was such a level that felt so nice to have. And it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, I know a lot of times I get so annoyed at just having anybody be able to comment or say whatever, but this moment really just meant so much to have that kind of support built into this all because it, so many people were like, I know exactly what you're feeling. My Nana, like my grandma was everything. And just recently, like, I don't know. So thank you so much for just the support and calling in. And I definitely know that life will continue to move on and this will get easier. And being like a hoarder, I'm like getting every single thing I can of hers. I'm like, does she have rings? Does she have necklaces? Does she have, what's her perfume? Like, I mean, like literally my hoarding skills are like, in full throttle right now. But no, and I know that she'll live on forever now, but, Oh God, I just want to hear like, be a good boy. One more time. Like, Oh, all right. Should we play another?
0: Hey, um, girl, this is a heavy topic, (laughs) but I'm getting kind of scared leaving this voicemail. I'll be real. Damn. Okay. In regards to like grief and death, um, I wanted to share one thing I feel like people don't really tell you about grief and, you know, mourning the loss of somebody, you, like, oh, shit, dude, people don't tell you that it's not linear, like mourning the death of somebody or some sort of loss or healing really from anything or not healing at all even is, Um, like it goes in all different directions. I feel like you can take two steps forward and one step back. You can go one day totally fine, and then you see something that just completely, you know, reminds you of them, and then you feel it for, like, a few days or something. It's definitely something you kind of really have to allow yourself to experience to the fullest. You know, I feel like we all kind of have an initial reaction to kind of run or, Um, you know, mask our, our grief or, you know, or not our grief, but mask our, like the shitty feelings, you know, or run from any sort of shitty feelings. But it's like you can kind of grow closer to yourself and kind of help yourself out by just allowing yourself that grace and, you know, the freedom and gift of um, just allowing yourself to experience everything to the fullest in the same breath there's also like no formula to grieving oh my God, something you know what like there's no yes. right way. And I, so I guess it's kind of like contradictory that I'm just sitting here like, here's how you fucking do it. But honestly, don't let anyone tell you how to fucking handle it. Um, all I have to say is just allow yourself to experience everything. Um, there's no wrong feelings. There's no wrong thoughts. Everything is, Valid and surround yourself with love and give yourself love. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you. Good night. Love, yeah.
1: Love you. the podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Thank you and good night. Um, no, I think that's so true. And that's what I want to like make very aware in all of this is that like lean into your emotions and like. Feel the way you feel. I'm not saying, like, I just don't want to sit around and force it if I'm not totally in that headspace at the moment. Because I know it will come. And, and it's absolutely not linear, nor is there a formula or a right way to grieve or cope. Or, like, what works for you is going to work so differently for somebody else. Like, I am very much almost sometimes too transparent with my emotions but like i have no problem crying when i feel that it's how it's like there's i i'm not good at crying and then trying to seem like i'm not like you can read my face like a fucking book um but like for my siblings it's different and so i mean Yeah, you really just can't be hard on yourself in any of this, and you just gotta go with the flow. There's no right or wrong way, and there's literally no answer, sadly, with anything in life. (laughs) I mean, unless, like, what's two plus two? It's four. Should we hear another voicemail? Let's play another Hi,
3: Chris. Um, It's Jazzy. I, I saw today that you lost your grandma um and it i just want to say i'm so sorry thank you and i know that um she was a very special person to you and she is still one my grandma passed away two months ago um she took me in when i just got into the foster system me and my sister she took us in um when she knew she couldn't handle it but she did it anyway and she was always my rock and it it was the shittiest feeling when she passed away and I just can't imagine how you're feeling right now and I just wanted to tell you you that I'm you so much love (laughs) and you are loved and she is now watching over you she's protecting you and yeah but I love you Chris I love you and goodbye
1: thanks so much yeah I mean yeah, thank you. And it's. And I'm sorry for your loss. Um, God, this is a fucking heavy episode. <laughs> Ooh, wow, we should have planned some sort of comic, comedic relief. But you, um. I mean, there's deep,
2: there's such deep love, Chris. You know, I'm. I, I this episode is very hard for me just because. You know, I've I've gone through tremendous loss in the last. Yeah, You know, my mom's, my mom's birthday was on the 10th. So when your Nana passed, you know, I, I don't want to get into it here. And, you know, I just, you know, I think making sure that we remember and hold on to people we hold dear and make sure we tell people we care about them, you know, those things are all true. Yeah. You know, I think about, you know, all the good qualities that are in me are Are definitely from my mom totally so so um you know my heart goes out to all the callers and and obviously to you and
1: to everybody going through this
2: and the idea that um you know we we should love each other and we should find ways to be better in in every respect but um to, to to you know to to you know the caller was so right in terms of things ebb and flow and, and being able to, you know, continue the legacy of somebody and to, to honor them, you know, those experiences that you have with your Nana and, and just, you know, be, to be able to, to cherish everything and all those little moments. Yeah. And the fact that she, she loved you so much and carried you so much in her heart, you know, she, she, I'm, I'm sure she waited for you. Yeah. Um, You know, so it's... Celebrating life is is so precious and so
1: important. It's also so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Justin, I think it's your turn to cry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I've definitely thought about you a lot, Jake, during this, especially with your whole... The whole loss of your mom, but it's just Ooh, it is just such a mind fuck. I love you guys. I love you guys. I just Oh my god, I thought you were gonna pull out the fucking <laughs> owl, Jake. And I was like to quote Tati Westbrook. Time and place. Um Yeah. Ooh. You know, I guess advice, uh Just make sure you reach out to people. Um, It it goes so much further than you think, and you'll be surprised who, who who you know who will show up and be there for you. And friendship, friendship, and family is like the most important thing. It is. It's like it really. That's like one of the upsides to it all is you really get a pretty fucking quick snap back to reality of what is just the most important in life, and it makes me feel so happy that i moved back here when i did oh yeah because that was the whole reason i moved back here was to be closer to family and if i lived in california i probably wouldn't have had these opportunities to i wouldn't have had to been able to say goodbye to her and all of that so it it really is just puts everything into perspective of like what is worth your time and energy and just what isn't and like what is trivial and truly means nothing, but can still feel like it means everything in the moment. Oh God. Wow. Well, what a truly fucking depressing episode. Um let's just wrap it up there. I feel like this is a nice stopping point, but thank you to everybody who called in and anybody going through something similar. Um, my heart goes out to you and Please make sure that you are talking to people and aren't shutting yourself off because there are people who want to be there for you, whether you believe it or not. Um, And yeah, to all my friends and family and everybody who's been there for me, I just, a huge thank you. Um, And yeah, thank you guys for, Not only being here for this, but being there for me and sharing your own experiences um, means a lot. And be sure to rate and review Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. No, we get it. We've all heard it a million times. I love you guys and be well. I promise I'm going to make sure next week is a nice little upswing of funny little giggles. Because I think we could all use some funny little giggles. So I love you all. Thank you, Justin, Sam, and Jake for being here and helping out and making this podcast what it is. Would not be here without y'all. And um, I do want to say a special shout out to Justin for uh, making the last episode so possible with Heather. Um, To be so down to hop on a flight and work all the cameras and communicate with the studio. And I just... Is never lost on me. And just turning around everything so quickly so that I could edit a trailer and all that. Like, that means, oh my God, as I'm saying this, I just realized your name on this says, but <laughs> I swear to God, Justin, your mind is so fucking dark. I got you, dude. Uh, but seriously, huge shout out to you. I mean, obviously, I, the team is the reason that this podcast still keeps going, but we're the best in the biz.
2: We have a lot of love here
1: yeah we really do and i feel very lucky so see guys i'm not a total bitch to the team not on camera at least yeah (laughs) lots of love lots of love there we go lots of lol lots of love bye guys